You have just entered the Katie Ma podcast. Hey guys, what's going on? And welcome to episode 207 of the Katie Ma podcast. It is September 27th, 2015, the year of our lunar eclipse. And um, if you were listening to this, I'm assuming you got a lawn chair out and you, you checked out. Uh, the eclipse, which happens once every, uh, I think they said, what, 3,600 years or something like that? Yeah, it's something like that. Years. Less often than the podcast. <laughs> I have no idea about it at all, really. All I know is uh, the Pope was in my state this this week, uh, fucking up Philadelphia even more than it already is. Uh, that happened. There's the lunar eclipse. There's a lot going on uh, right now. But um, we're glad you were with us. We've got pretty much, I think, the normal the normal crew, uh, even, even the TwitchCon guys. Brandon, you, you and John made it, despite we did. having having TwitchCon happen. And we're going to talk about that a little bit, but that, I'm just going to say, that looked super lit, that event. Would you describe it as that? It was, it was, it was pretty toked, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, looked pretty, it looked pretty incredible. It was actually, it would have been great if you were there. Yeah, I know, I know. The, and it was, I was also painful because also your tweet was very great, holding the sign with my name on it or whatever. Uh, the part that the part that I didn't tweet that actually, because I, I thought it was just funnier, you know, to make you feel bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for we were setting up, and for some reason, you had two signs. Wow, you were the only person with two signs. <laughs> Damn it! And so I was like, not only did he not show up, but he would have had like double signage. Double signage, dude. Yeah. Wow, really screwed the pooch on that one, but yeah, it did look. It looked like a really fun event. Um, so we will talk about that in a little bit. But let's. Um, Hex also hello. Hi. <laughs> You've been very quiet. Yeah. We do need to address the fact that um, how how are the stones going because we did talk about that last week a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, I'm not in the hospital this Sunday, yeah. so that's that's a solid improvement over last week. Um, I've passed a bunch of them. I probably still have some more. I've made an appointment with my doctor for sometime in October and okay, we'll go from there. So they're, they're the stones. Would you say that they're rolling at this point? Okay. Well, uh, Scott, thanks for being on the podcast there and, uh, we'll see you next week, buddy. Oh, all right. Good stuff. Um, but no, so what happened this, what happened this week? Did anything exciting happen to, to any of us individually before we get into what we've been playing and we will talk more about, we want to hear more about TwitchCon from Brandon and John, but, um, and I have to do – well, there's no way you went to a flea market this week, Brandon, especially with, with Twitch. I, I did not. <laughs> okay. I did not. Well, actually, sure. actually there, there is maybe a higher chance that I would have gone to a flea market this week because yeah. we had a bunch of people in town. So I might have – you know, if I, was, if I was smarter and planned better, I might have taken some people to the flea market. But, but we didn't go. Okay. All right. Uh, does anybody have anything else that happened in their real life? I spent three days recovering from a really nasty sinus infection on top of kidney stones. That was awful. You you know how to party. I do, yeah. I really just like load myself up on Dayquil and Percocet and pass out on my couch. It's a baller week for me. On the the last cast, but I said like any injury or like illness that I have is like an excuse that I can't make something or do something now. Like especially with you around, like (laughs) hello. What am I going to say, dude? Oh, man, I got cancer, dude. I can't show up. You're going to be like, fuck you, dude. Yep, had You're it four times. That. Nope, yep. Like, cancer doesn't even work for you. Nope. Like, with you, as an excuse. Like, and good you got Lord. the trump card over everyone. <laughs> Not a card I like to play. I would much rather have been doing the podcast than being filled full of fucking Demerol and whatever yeah. else they cranked me full of last Sunday. Yeah, let's let's talk offline, and then maybe we'll talk offline. a little later. Yeah, absolutely. Would love to try to get some Demerol in my system. <laughs> um, but all right, uh, let's talk about what we've been playing this week. 
because um, it doesn't sound like anybody really did anything of that wasn't related to video games though. I mean, Twitch got no video games. Yeah. So, all right. What are we? What have we been playing? Let's start with. Uh, let's start with you, Hex. Let's start with you. Uh, I actually made a list because I always forget what the fuck I've been playing. Um, so I played two different Mega Man style games this week. One is the Mighty Number no. Nine demo, which, if you're somebody that backed that on Kickstarter, I'm sorry for what's going to come to you in February. Doesn't feel very good to me. I don't. I'm not a big fan. It feels real spongy, and the controls aren't all that good, and it it seems kind of like a weird 3D game in a 2D plane. I didn't didn't care for it. But uh, I also played 20XX, which we've been kind of looking at since since Prime, and that's way better. It's like an actual Mega Man X game. It feels real good. Um, what else did I play? I I, uh, I got a copy of One Finger Death Punch from Utopia in our Discord. Yes, that game is so that game good. is actually really fucking good. So good. What it, is it? So it's a game that you play with literally just your left and right mouse button, and you're a stick figure, and as, and other stick figures come to you from the left and right side, and you attack them with your left and right mouse button. You can pick up weapons and like chain your attacks together for big combos. It's actually a ton of fun, and it's it's pretty cheap on Steam too, if I recall. It's really cheap. And huge shout out, yeah, Laser Parrot donated that game. He's I think he's in here right now, but he donated that game to me uh, originally. Um, and yeah, I couldn't. It's so it's such a fun game too. I I used to use it. Well, I haven't played Counter Strike in a bit, but it's a really good warm up too, like to kind of get your your clicking fingers limber or whatever. Yeah, it's super addictive too. I really like the sound effects in that game too. Yeah, like, it's it's like I I looked at it on Steam. I was like, oh, this looks kind of cool. And then it just happened that I got that copy of it. So I like just installed it on Saturday and was playing it. And I put it down and was like, actually, now I'm gonna go back and play some more of that. And just ended up going back to it again and again. It's really fun. It's a solid Brandon, game. You would you would really like that. I think Brandon would really like it. Yeah, I think I'd so. I'd really love to play video games at some point. That'd be sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody yeah, do it right now. Oh, there you go. Um, uh, okay, sorry. Go ahead, Hex. Other than that, I checked out Good Wars 2 now that it's gone free to play. Um, I have no idea what I'm doing. It, it, the quest system seems really strange compared to WoW where they like just lay it out for you. This is a little more fluid. Uh, I'll probably look at that some. And I foolishly tried... To play Fantasy Star Online 2, which is not a Western-released game, but there's like a, an English patch for it, and you can use PSO Tweaker that makes it a little easier to get into. And I really like Fantasy Star Online. It was one of the games that when I had a Dreamcast, I played a ton of, uh, I, to the point that like I used to dial in over my dial-up and play it online. Uh, but that needs a Western release really bad. It looks like it has a lot of potential to be fun, but it's just it's too much of a hoop to jump through to try and play it at this point. Okay. But yeah, that's it for me. All right, sounds good. Uh, John, we'll go to you because it sounds like you played no video games at all, but nothing, nothing in there? That is correct. I have played not a single video game in like a week. So I'm playing a game of Dota right now, and it's going very, very poorly because everybody is Russian. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Okay. What about you, Brandon? Um, The only thing I've really played this week is I think... Uh, I played Rocket League on Monday for a little bit, um, and I've, I can't remember if this was last week or or if it was this week. But we, uh, I was playing with Chez and someone else, and we got matched up against a pro team in threes. Wow! <laughs> so that wasn't very fun. <laughs> um, How much better are pros than the like? Is it just a stomping? Because I think Chez so, is pretty good. Yeah, so we were – it actually was not uh, – like we did not lose that badly mm-hmm. um, even though they're they're a very good team. Like they would probably – they probably beat us, you know, nine times out of ten. But we lost I think five to one and it's not, it's not even so much that like they 
they are mechanically way better than yeah. than you. It's that like they're good enough that they're always pressuring you on offense and they're taking like they're taking chances on aerials and stuff that are very difficult to defend as a goalie. Uh-huh. At least that's what I saw. So like they're generally they're keeping your the ball on your side of the field a lot more often. And if they happen like they don't hit every single aerial, but when they do hit them, you know, it can be really hard to defend. So yeah, we lost that game, and I had never played. I hadn't played ranked threes since they reset the season. They're in like their first season now, instead of what they call preseason. Uh, and so my elo was like five hundred, which is what you start with. And mm. somehow we got matched up against this pro team. So uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if the ranking system was functioning correctly there. But anyway, that was kind of fun. Um, and I've just been, played a little bit of Hearthstone, but overall, I've I've played almost nothing since Monday. <laughs> Okay, yeah, you guys had a little little event going on with I think like what was I think ten people went to TwitchCon or something it was pretty pretty yeah it was crazy. like double digits at least yeah yeah <laughs> which is a lot to deal with which is pretty crazy uh, like a, we felt like a, a small classroom yeah that's what it looked like Fenton what about you Destiny Destiny still playing Destiny how is the new stuff uh, actually I don't think I've been on the podcast since <clears> they come out yeah. yeah um. Tell me my, about my, it. my standard spiel about the Taken King. It's the best that Destiny has been so far. I'd say if you were sort of interested in joining, this is probably a good time. Um, there's like a pretty solid amount of, of things to do. It's still pretty grindy. There's still some systems in there that are pretty boring, like farming for <clears> resources <throat> and, <throat> and that sort of shit. Um, but, I mean, they've added, there's like new game modes and multiplayer. Um, there's just more of everything. Uh, and there's new weapons, so I mean, it's it feels fresh enough. Um, I still haven't played the raid. I played like all the strikes and everything, though. I'm still doing quests, which is super surprising that I'm still doing quests at this point. Because like when I was doing <coughs> like the DLCs, like I could run through the DLCs in like a day or two in terms of quests. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't take that long, but I'm still working through some stuff. Sort of the longer, longer, more grindy quests. That aren't really like all the main quests. I think I've done. I'm pretty sure, um, but it's good. I'm enjoying it. Are you max level in the game? No, no, okay. not yet. I think max. Well, max is three ten light, and I'm at two seventy eight. Oh, okay. So to get max, do you have to do like all the like <laughs> do the raids and then keep grinding the raids? You have to get gear that. All oh, your all your gear, always, like right. items. That's right. Well, yeah, yeah they changed they changed the system with the with this update where <clears> now it's every all of your weapons and all of your pieces of uh, uh, armor, all those numbers come up to an average, and your average is your light level. Okay. Um. So I think the raid requires two ninety. So I'm still a little under to do the raid. Okay. All right. So destiny, and then. Uh... I guess I will go. I played uh, I played this new game called Mafia 2, which came out in 2010. Beat that uh, this week. Really enjoyed Mafia 2. And then I played Soma, um, which just came out, uh, what did we say, Hex Tuesday, was it? Yeah, the 22nd. Uh, yeah, played through Soma uh, and really, really enjoyed it. Um, was planning to, like, stretch that out over, like, the course of the week because I was like, oh, it's probably going to be, like, a scary game and stressful and all that kind of stuff. And it is, it is definitely, definitely a horror game. And there's a lot of that stuff, but it was, um, uh, just a way bigger of a game than I thought it was going to, to be. And also like kind of had uh, some Bioshock vibes to it. And, um, anyway, it was really, really good. I, I, I would really recommend 
How long would you say it is? It. Uh, I, it took me, I think it took me like 11 and a half, 12 hours. I think that's pretty average uh, for the playthrough. There's some like puzzle stuff that's not actually super hard, but you can end up kind of running back and forth for a little bit uh, in a few sections if you're uh, not 100% sure what to do. But I think it took about 12 hours. But honestly, one of my favorite games that I've played the, this year, really, really well done. And like the sound mixing and everything in the game is super, super good. Apparently, there's a printer printing behind me right now. So, great. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> we really had to do that right now, didn't we? What are you printing right now? Is that... Okay. Whatever. This is okay. great podcast material. This is really, really good. So, someone else go while I mute my mic, and then we'll... Uh... Scott. Is it? Yeah. Scott. Good Lord. Um, also, I also played um, Layers of Fear, which is uh, really good and has a lot of PT vibes if you guys ever played through PT when it was still available for before Konami decided to fuck the world with the, their huge middle finger. Um, and it's in early access. And so it's not, you get to a point where you just kind of stop. It just stops and it says, you know, we're still working on it. But another really, really good horror game that is terrifying, just builds really good atmosphere and doesn't just rely on like uh, five minutes at Friday's jump scares or whatever else. <laughs> so <laughs> just to call out, it's like, it, it's really, really good. So you should try Layers of Fear too. So I think that's, I think that's it for me. Cool. Yeah. So anyway, good podcast, guys. We'll see you All next right. week. Cool. Oh, yeah. Cool. Later, guys. It's over. Cool. 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 That was episode cool, cool, 207. Cool. 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 cool, cool, um, cool. <laughs> so should we take a break or should we just go right to the news? How are we feeling? Well, let's let's real quick. Let's talk about uh, Extra Life. Oh, yes, yeah. Let's do that. Because that, that is. Yeah. Hard. Let's look at the the thing that we they, we handed out to everybody that has like the order of what how the podcast goes. Scott. <laughs> probably do that. Oh, God. Host, Mr. Host Scott Fisher. Let's do the oh, thing. Yeah. In the document. No, I don't host this. I've never hosted this. Hex hosts this now. Yes. Well, you're the guy that intros so. it. So, mm, OK, that's, that's all your my job. Title, that's what it says on his business card. Podcast. Intro. Weird, because on the doc right here, it says take ad break. Weird. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Okay. This is really, this is a really great audio podcast. This is good. I think you guys can't even see what's this. happening. So, when is when is Extra Life? Extra Life for us is coming up October sixteenth to the eighteenth. Uh, we will be doing three three streams instead of one giant one this year because we got a a pretty kick ass venue. venue that was so hard to fucking find. Yeah, John found us. It took we, me three minutes, and Bob fucking six months. We we've been looking for a venue forever. Live there. And John just said, go look here, and then five minutes later we had a venue. So thanks again, John, for that. Um, but yeah, we've got a venue this year, so we're going to do um, October 16th, 17th, and 18th. I believe we have a short stream on the 16th that will be a lot of like couch stuff and set up things, and then we'll do some... Saturday will be our big day. We're going to do, I think, like 11 a.m. until 2 a.m. for Saturday, and then on Sunday we'll be doing like... 11 a.m. till about 3 in the afternoon, and then we'll do, like, a teardown after that. Um, but we've got some really cool prizes this year that we're not quite ready to talk about yet because we're still finalizing those. But needless to say, set some money aside because you'll want to donate for these prizes. Plus, you should be donating to Extra Life because it's an awesome fucking cause, and we do this every year. You should know the situation by now. Um, but, yeah, October 16th, 18th, that's our Extra Life event. We will be streaming live on Twitch. Um if you haven't already, you can either donate. I, I think we have an Extra Life link down below if you're watching live. Um, but otherwise, if you go to extralife.com and find KB Money, the Internet Famous, you can donate now to anybody. Or you can join our team and do your own streams. Um, so, yeah, that's Extra Life. It's coming up in, like, three weeks, and that's really close. And, shit, we have a lot of stuff to do. 
Yeah, and one of, one of the ways you could really help us out, um, if you have like extra Steam games or extra codes for games that you don't plan to play or you know that you want to donate, uh, every year that's one of the biggest ways that we can you know get people to contribute is by doing giveaways, and we have a lot of stuff um, to you know to give away. We have like some really cool prizes, but we could always use more. And uh, so if you have like extra Steam games or something, or you want to buy a game to give to us, you can gift it to our Steam account, uh, with, or you can just, I think, email it to admin at kvmod.com if you just send us like a gift via email, um, and we will like shout you out as the donor of that <coughs> gift uh, during the marathon. So, uh, yeah, if you have anything extra or want to buy something for us to give away during the marathon, uh, we'd be super appreciative of that. Can we do a giveaway of like a one-fifth scale bust of Brandon? Do we have time to get one made? I, I can do it, it by hand, by, in, in clay. Just by memory, like you don't even need to see him. You just like. Oh, I've had my fingers run over that that skin enough. I know, I know all the crevices. <laughs> okay, well you you make it, and then we'll give it away. Yeah, I'll do it. Great. Sounds like you're the artist we need. Well, maybe not the one we need, but the one we deserve. Yeah, That's definitely true. the one that we deserve. So October sixteenth through eighteenth, uh, that is not the main Extra Life weekend. We're doing ours early because I think Extra Life weekend is November sixth to eighth. Yeah, it's on there. Which we will probably do a small couch stream for that weekend as well, just because we always do a couple couch stream or at least one couch stream a month when we're not getting ready for our events or stuck at some other place. So we'll probably do a smaller event then, but our big event is October sixteenth to the eighteenth. Yeah. So. Uh, and if you do want to sign up for our team, uh, you don't have to do your stream on the actual uh, game day, but you know most people will. Ours is going to be early, but uh, if you don't if you don't have money to give or you you know you want to contribute and do your own stream, we we definitely encourage you to join our team if you're going to participate in Extra Life. You, uh, you can just don't. click. You don't even have to stream to make a thing. You can just make it and get money. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to stream it. You can just you know get get your friends, your parents, you know your family to donate. Um, and so, yeah, join our team if you if you do register for Extra Life, because uh, that's one of the that's one of the ways we raise money is is just raising as a community. It's not just us raising <laughs> raising all the money by any means. It's mostly Brandon raising the money. Yeah, it's, it is. It's by by reading uh, sexual <laughs> novels. <laughs> Whoa, right. Can we do that? That's can right. we do that? Can we get like a soft core? We did it last year. Novel? He was he was reading uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, talking about like Reginald's what? quivering member and shit. <laughs> I missed this. What? Yeah, at the end of the at the end of the marathon. Yeah, it was uh, good. I hope that vod got deleted. <laughs> I hope it didn't. We need Someone go dig that back up. Something more. Just like right. a straight up soft core porn. Like, can we find? Uh, I tweeted on Reddit, but there was a thing about like uh, dinosaur erotica or whatever. What if we found like a legit dinosaur erotica e novel? If by what if we found, do you mean hey, what if I bring the dinosaur erotica that I have stored <laughs> on my hard that drive? I actually, have downloaded. Yeah, my hardcover books. <laughs> <laughs> your 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 author autographed copies. I haven't been able oh. to find any hard print or hard. I was going to say I have a pretty high threshold for the dinosaur erotica that I read. So. Oh, okay, <laughs> that will be easy for you. We'll okay. see. No, no lowbrow stuff. What does a high okay. What does a high threshold mean involving erotica? <laughs> like you only finish when you finish the entire book. <laughs> when you get to the very end, he has to edge for like fourteen chapters yeah, to really yeah, get so to the well. end. His threshold is so high for those, those <laughs> scaly fucks. <laughs> Good lord! All right. Well, we should also um, while John and Brandon are. On the mic right now. Talk about uh, TwitchCon a little bit. 
Yeah, you guys had How the first annual TwitchCon. Good Ta- it was. Ta- I, tell cry, us about that. I cried a couple times. It was pretty cool. I don't think, you know, four plus years ago, whenever I joined this company, we ever thought that there'd be enough people to give a shit to fill up an entire city yeah. and get drunk with me. So <laughs> it, was pretty, it, was, it was pretty rad. There's a lot of really cool content, too. The roast of Spanfish was great. I definitely recommend watching it. Um, and it's just, it was good to just see everybody together and like realize that somehow we found and created like a nook on the internet where there are very few douchebags. Yeah. Whereas you look everywhere else on the internet, there's a bunch of cocks and I didn't really, I didn't really notice any cocks. Well, I did, but except the ones that like afterwards when we were drinking, I noticed plenty of cocks. (laughs) Yeah. That's good. What about you, Brandon? As far as, uh, yeah, it was, I, I mean, I'm, very biased considering yeah. I work for the company. I'm very close to the subject matter and a lot sure. of the people. Uh, but I mean, I, the event was very smooth. Uh, it was, it was just a, basically a physical embodiment of the online community that, you know, many, many of us experience every day. And, uh, and like John said, you know, just, just basically good vibes and good feelings all weekend. Uh, I've, I've, there was like, I didn't have a single negative conversation. Um, it was just all a lot of fun. There was a lot of really cool content, lots of cool panels and stuff. Um, and I actually wish I could have done more of that. Uh, but, you know, having to work and do other things, uh, I didn't get to experience as much of it as I wanted to. Um, but I, for the first one of these things, it's like a big grand experiment. Uh, I, I couldn't have had a better time. And I, I teared up a couple times too, uh, especially like the award show. Uh, giving a lifetime achievement award uh, to Lethal Frag, like that was really cool. I've watched that guy for a long time, and uh, things like that. You know, really, just it, it's. I don't think you're going to get something like that at another convention. So, yeah. Will there be TwitchCon Part Two slash next Absolutely. year? Absolutely. Okay. What kind of a fucking question is that? I don't. I'm just. You know. I don't know. Hey, this wildly successful thing. Is there going to be another wildly successful thing? <laughs> Maybe they want to go out on top. Maybe no more cons. You're like, yeah, that was good, but we're that's usually that. how things that go really well go. Yeah, I, nothing I, else I after think, them. I think there there definitely will be. I imagine the the difficulty will be like when it is because it's always hard to fit it in a tight event schedule and things like that. Um, also, but, size, I would imagine, would be even bigger probably next year now that people have Yeah, I mean, Moscone has a bunch it. of different halls, though, which is nice. Like, if, if it were to stay in San Francisco, there's so many different cent- – There's I think there's four Moscones. There's north, south, east, and west. We were just in west, so. Yeah, I guess the real question is when are we going to have TwitchCon west, TwitchCon east, TwitchCon south? You know, come on, guys. That's Let's what go. I was thinking, too. Trailing behind packs happened. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we're going to just start – we're going to start the second packs – Exactly. All over the place. Have an event every every other week. It'd be pretty cool. Yeah, it'd be good. I I watched a, I watched a bit of the coverage. Uh, I actually really liked watching the H one Z one Battle Royale. That was amazing. Yeah, I to don't watch. even play. Yeah, I don't even play. H1Z1. The theater was, was packed for that thing. Super entertaining. Yeah. But watching like stuff like that, thousand people watching it, and a bunch like the top ten yep. people won pretty significant sums of money. So. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, watching stuff like that actually made me think: Do I want to do PAX next year? Or do I want to do TwitchCon? Because I probably can only do one, and TwitchCon looked like it was a ton of fun. It's a different vibe, though. It's yeah. not like a consumer con. This is like about a community and a group of people that like each other. It was it was really interesting. Yeah, that was actually what made me think, like, well, maybe I want to do TwitchCon. Because as much as I like PAX, like, my favorite part of PAX is just hanging out with people that I don't get to see. Yeah, me too. 
Like, the games are always know. cool, but I, I would much rather hang out with my friends from Twitch or, you know, people that I don't get to see all year, and that seems like that was the TwitchCon vibe, and that, that really wanted, made, made me want to go to it. Yeah, I think there was kind of something for everyone. Uh, the there, Like, the education zone was kind of cool, and, you know, that's that's only useful to people that maybe don't already know what they're doing when they're broadcasting. Like, you know... Uh, I could definitely have used some tips. I didn't watch enough of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, the the whole weekend was just uh, it was just like having one big Twitch booth, as, as in terms of like the community that was there. It's just like constantly seeing, uh, you know, people that you recognize or friends friends online, uh, and seeing a lot of people meet up for the first time or like someone recognizing a you know someone's username because they they don't know what they look like but they know their username and then like they they have that moment. That ha- you know I saw that many times this weekend and that's just a it's just such a cool thing to witness. Yeah, it looked it looked really really good. I got to go back and watch it. Like I didn't see the uh, the spam fish roast or whatever. I didn't see. Yeah, I went back and find was, that. I got to watch that. There's like a lot really of stuff cool. I got to go back. I'm that was a really good idea right for for content actually. Like it was it was really it was cool to see. Yeah, and I, I worked at the merch store on Saturday. Our merch store was unbelievable, ridiculous. I've never seen such ravenous people for merchandise. <laughs> the longest line in the entire convention was for merchandise. That's crazy. So, cool. Bigger and better next year. All right. All right. Well, let's uh, finally. I've been craving to. You have to pee, yeah, don't you, Scott? I do. I have to pee. Yeah. yeah. I have to also get more alcohol. So All I'll right. be. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm drinking water. Yeah. We'll take a we'll take a six second break and we'll be right back and we'll move on to the news. Yeah. All right. Commercials running. Sixty second only. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I'll be right back. There are a lot of dank memes at TwitchCon too. That's precisely why I didn't attend. Nah, it was it was like good memes. Mm, anything with a dank in front of it in regards to memes? Well, not I'm good. saying I'm saying no they were good. Dank. Not good. It's I'm not I'm not sorry. <laughs> it wasn't like people running around screaming Kappa <laughs> or something. That was my nightmare. Well, yeah, that that didn't happen. Yeah, it was it was pretty chill. Not what you would expect. Pretty chill. Excuse Actually, me, met a, met a couple uh, KB mod folks there. Yeah, Carlos was there. Swell individual. Any members from PKA attend? No, they're too busy doing their podcast. I mean, they might have been there, but they would have been uh, surrounded by adoring fans, so I couldn't have seen them. Stop, Brandon. That's good audio content. Coughing? Mm-hmm. I can do some more. I'm still oh, also, fighting off I this guess, coughing uh, packs. I guess before... I mean, we're in a break. I feel like this is... I should talk about it after the break. But uh, I did play Paladins again, because uh, it was on the TwitchCon show floor. No, how was it? Give me a fucking code? It's not, it's not in <laughs> early access yet. Please! It's... Hush. Um... But it's, uh, I had played it at Gamescom about, uh, I guess that would be like two months ago or something. Um, 
and it's improved quite a bit. Like the UI is a little more polished. They they changed the card philosophy a little bit to add health and damage, like just flat health and damage to some of the cards to add an extra element of uh, kind of leveling up to the cards that you get. And uh, and just like I, I only got to play it a couple times, but it it was a lot more polished. Like they, I get the sense that they are working fast and furious on. Uh, improving that game and getting it to, uh, you know, getting it to like a playable level for alpha. Like the they had an escape menu, they had video options and stuff. They like they didn't have any of that at Gamescom. Just like you know stuff that you need to to have in a game. Um, so that seems like it's all coming along pretty well. So really enjoyed it. Yeah, I didn't even get to play it. I wanted to, but. I watched a ton of it, though. I was like, if I had a free half hour or something, I'd just sit by their booth and watch, and it looked really fun. Yeah, we played a we played a new map, um, and the new map is is cool. It's kind of like a night ish map. Um, was so there? I think, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, I think uh, it sounds like they're gonna try and do. Uh, I think they're gonna do uh, closed alpha slash beta, like within the next couple months. It sounded like. Well, like maybe one to three months, let's say. Was there a lot of like uh, like vendors showing off games and stuff at TwitchCon? Was there like that aspect of it as well, or was it mostly just like hanging out? There, there was, but it was like so. Paladins was there. Um, Starcraft Two Legacy of the Void was there. Uh, there were kind of some indie games there. Um, I think I want to say like uh, oh, Street Fighter Five was there. Um, and I can't, I, I can't remember which indie games were there, but there were a few indie booths. So there was some game content. Um, and I think if we, do, like, if we do it next year, I think there will probably be more. Um, because I would imagine like, gaming companies probably have their yeah. event budgets marketed, like uh, kind of already, already spoken for sure. uh, at the beginning of the year. So hopefully we can, we can get more of that stuff next year. Well, and it'll look way more attractive next year, too. Considering it was the first one, I mean, now, right. now it's like established. Yeah, but I mean, I, I thought it was really cool that Paladins was there. It was the first time they've been at a show in uh, in North America. So, didn't Hi-Rez also sponsor the after party? Wasn't? Yep. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Paladins after party. <clears throat> it was pretty awesome. Darude and Dead Mouse. How was that? That looked like from the pictures I saw on Instagram, it looked like it was awesome. I had a very nice time. Yeah, you were hammered, weren't you? I want to see the text <laughs> yeah, messages Brandon was sending people. I really want to see them. <laughs> no, I think that was that was maybe the over over a four day period. That's probably the most I've ever drank in my life. <laughs> I don't know about that. I know we had some bad every year. We had some beverages at Prime. Uh, uh, yes, I know. I'm, this was an informed <laughs> statement. Wow, that's. <laughs> All right, we should be back from commercial about, I don't know, three minutes ago now? So <laughs> Ten minutes ago, yeah. All right, so, so. Let's, uh, let's hop into news and new releases. Uh, a couple new releases this past week, Soma being, I would say, arguably the biggest one, September 22nd, which we talked a little bit about. Scott played a bunch of it and pooped his pants on stream, so that was good. Yeah, it was good, but it was a fun... It was like one of the first horror games in a long time, yeah, that I wanted to keep playing even though i mean there were some terrifying elements but the story is really good so so you've played their other yeah, games like amnesia and uh yeah yeah i played amnesia and stuff this how would you rate that on the easy. on the, their scale of games <sighs> it's hard like i don't know i like amnesia but to me this game just felt it's just like way bigger uh in, in every way um 
And, you know, it's a game that, like, definitely wants to make you think at the end of it. And that was cool because, like, after it finished, I got I got a particular ending. I think, like, the ending of the game, this shouldn't be a spoiler, but I think the ending of the game is the same no matter what ending you get, but also but what you see at the end isn't always the same. Okay. Um. So, yeah, I shouldn't spoil anything. But, um, and then there was just a lot of discussion afterwards and stuff with the game. So, uh, it was really, really solid. I don't even know what the price tag is of Soma. What What is it on? Um, uh, is it like thirty bucks? I don't think it's. I, is it a full? Maybe it is a full. It's twenty nine. Yeah, oh, twenty nine. Yeah. So it's definitely yeah. I mean, totally worth worth every penny. I think. I think you'll have a lot of fun with it. If you're one of those people that plays those games in for fun, like the thing is, like I don't. You can't say one of those people, Jesus. One of those people, yeah. <laughs> Unsensitive. <clears throat> um, if you're a person that enjoys that kind of genre of game, like for me, streaming's good because I play a lot of um, I play a lot of games that I wouldn't normally play, but in like kind of like with the, with a crowd, like it's fun. Sure. Um, so, but yeah, definitely has a lot of pretty fucked up, like and not even necessarily scary moments, but moments that you're like. That are just super fucked up with like characters and stuff that you're dealing with that are mm-hmm. really cool. So, yeah, check it out. So it's that cool. and then uh, the first DLC, the first paid DLC for these skylines came out the After Dark expansion that was out on the 24th. Um, has anybody played that? I haven't picked it up yet, but City Skylines was awesome. So, from what I've read, it looks like it's a pretty decent addition to City Skylines. It looks like the lighting engine got an overhaul. It got some, some little tweaks and adds. Everything that I read. With all of the free content you can get from the workshop, said it is still worth picking up, and it's it's only like fifteen bucks. So if you need more City Skylines, you can get that now. I should play City Skylines. It's one of the games that I meant to play and I haven't. Yeah, I've not real, played enough the, of that. Some city we all deserve, or whatever. It definitely yeah. is. It just makes all all those games make me just more excited for the new Anno game, Anno twenty two oh five. Oh, the right. future set one. Yeah, yeah, I loved Anno. Uh, 2070. Give me some of that nerd shit. That game is super in-depth, though. Like, I tried to play 2070, and, like, to get started, it was like, okay, watch this hour-long YouTube video so you know how any of the systems work. Uh, okay, oh, no yeah. good luck. It, it is sort of has a bit of a learning curve, but... It's good, though. Going, figuring everything out is so fun. So, economies and shit. Economies. Tell me... I've, played, I've only put, like, an hour into it. I need I need to give it a serious try. Wait, Anno or Cities? I know. Yeah, I've only got a couple hours about it. Uh, Sorry, let's let's jump into the news. Um, First first thing on the list here, Rust has added a streamer mode to prevent stream sniping. So, uh, if you guys aren't streamers or you somehow stumbled into here not knowing what the hell is going on, what streaming? It's 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 like when you play a video game, but someone (laughs) watches you do it, Nick. Yeah. Somebody, somebody that doesn't know what a stream is, but somehow randomly comes across the AV Mod channel of all channels to just like stumble, stumble into on Twitch. Oh, what is streaming? <laughs> my first time, my first stream ever. <laughs> sorry, if this is your first stream ever. I'm sorry, this is not representative of Twitch as a whole. That's not how this website works. Um, so, anyways, streamer mode for Rust. Basically, what it's going to do is it hides all of the server names. Um, it also, if you are playing with friends, it gives your everybody in the server a random name based on their Steam ID, so people can't oh. hop into the server that you're on. They can't just, like, oh, I know that so-and-so is also friends with this person I'm friends with, so I'll just jump in off of them. It's an interesting idea, especially if you're someone okay. that has, a, like, a big following that is you know, trying not to get DDoSed or have people just destroy them on stream. Uh, I'd be interested to see how more, how more devs implement things like this. I think it's a great idea. 
Yeah, like, I mean, people were like, I remember in Daisy, people had having to make like janky ass overlays to hide all the information and, that, and shit like that. Like, yeah. just putting it in the game is like super smart. Yeah, yeah and, I, it, and I, it'll, it keeps people that would be, like otherwise not want to stream the game now. It, it's like it makes it open for them to maybe stream it now. Yeah, I, I think it's a good idea just because like if you're if you're creating a game, you know, in a game like Rust, I think is looking to get exposure from broadcasters, you know, uh, streaming that game. Like, it's something you need to think about because if your game is a bad experience just because of the kind of stream sniping issue, you know, games like H1Z1 and, and DayZ and, like, survival games especially, uh, like, that is a real problem. And it, it probably affects a lot of even, even smaller, like, smaller streamers. I mean, you can have 10 viewers and someone can still, like, ruin your experience in that game and then you just won't play it again. So I think it's really smart. Like it's not the, the way they've tackled that issue is not uh, something I would have thought of as like uh, you know pretty easy way to handle it. Yeah, it's also I think really good if you're a smaller streamer that maybe has some friends that are larger streamers. That you know uh, one of the things that I like one of the only reasons I have anybody that follows me on fucking Twitch is that I've played with people like Max or Renee. So if you're streaming and oh oops I accidentally switched my scene and now I have ruined someone else's stream as a result. Like that's a really nice feature to add into your game. Yeah, I, I'm. I think more uh, more games should think about ways they can you know make make broadcasting easier to kind of like anonymize the way it looks and stuff. Like this is this is a a well-known issue with like you know you have one monitor and you're broadcasting a server browser you know and you're trying to find a, a, a server to get into and then you know people will come in and try and ruin your experience uh, it's it can be as simple as things like that where uh you know ways to anonymize the servers you join ways that your your friends can't be found and you can't be found uh i i'm glad i'm glad they did it i think it should like more games should be thinking about this yeah, I'm actually. I I didn't. I wouldn't think I would have ever thought of the um, randomizing your teammates' names based off their Steam IDs because yeah. that that's a really interesting concept. And the the cool thing with it is, it once it generates it once, it keeps that same name for them. So you don't have to worry about every time you join a game that that name is re-randomized. It's just going to keep that same random name for them every time. Yeah, I mean the other thing is anyway, just like you're saying, Brandon, doing this. I think it's smart to do it in more games, and I mean. People that, you know, stream your game are essentially, you know, free advertisement, you know, get your game exposed to a lot more people. So, you know, it's just good. It's just good business, especially with how big streaming has well, gotten. You're going to see it from smaller games like Rust long <clears throat> before you see it from like, like a big studios. Game. Yeah. Cause, you know. I mean, he, you know, he made Gary's mod. He, <laughs> he's, he's, he knows the power of these communities driving business yep. more than anybody else does. AAA studios, they're starting to learn, but they don't know as well as indie guys do. So, I'm, I mean, I'm not surprised to see Rust do it before any of these other games. Yeah. Yeah, actually, the the dev uh, said the reason that they thought of this was he watches a lot of people stream in general, but also stream his game and just thought, well, how can I help them not get fucked up because they're streaming my game? So that that's also really good feedback from a dev realizing Twitch is a big part of, hey, people playing my game are going to stream this. How can I make th- that experience as good for them as I possibly can? Yeah. yeah, and like I mean, this is uh, a different type of issue. But like in Hearthstone, for instance, uh, some I've seen some people use uh, overlays to hide their cards because it's obviously pretty easy to stream snipe in Hearthstone. Right. And most you know most pros just kind of accept that that's that's a thing yeah. that's going to happen, right? Unless you use delay. Uh, but it'll it would be interesting to see if there's a 
you know, game mechanics you can put in uh, to obscure that so that a streamer doesn't have to use delay, uh, you know, to, but still is able to participate in the game and interact with their chat uh, without delay, but they, you know, they don't get sniped. So that's a, like, that's a much harder problem to solve, I think, but still interesting. And I think like maybe games like that will think about uh, ways to, ways to make that experience better um, because Rust has kind of, you know, has kind of done something. I, I don't think any other game has done something like this. Yeah, I can't think of any other game that's that's specifically tailored something towards streamers like this. So next up, um, this week Microsoft released a new security update for Windows Vista, Windows Seven, and Windows Eight that disables safe disk protection. So if you're playing an older game, the safe disk is a form of DRM that's designed to make sure that you own your game before you play it. And it's mostly used in older games at this point, but if you are someone that plays a bunch of older games, this update has turned the ability to use them off. Uh, Now, this was already a thing if you're on Windows 10, and it also applies to Securom, which is a terrible DRM to begin with. Um, But there is apparently a workaround for it, which I will actually post this link in the the chat here. Um, But what this basically means is if if you play older games that are still using the safe disk protection and you installed the latest updates for Windows 7, 8, or Vista this week, they're probably not going to work. Um, there are some pretty notable games on the safe disk list, like um, Age of Empires 2, for example. It's a really big game. Age of Mythology, those both use safe disk. Um, there is a way around it. You can manually force that driver to start. Um, but it, it's interesting to me to see, as these OSs and these games are starting to age out, how old DRMs are going to start affecting older games and how they're going to be disabled or just not able to function. Yeah, I mean, we've seen stuff like this happen in the past. Um, Call of Duty 4 is probably the best example. Punkbuster mm-hmm. stopped supporting it, so now, like, you have to hunt through the internet to, like, manually download Punkbuster files and set up folders and drag and drop yeah. around. Like, and it, it never really works right. Now, and, like, shitty. Wolfenstein Enemy Territory is another game that I still try to go back and play every once in a while, but you have to jump through hoops, hoops to get it to work. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. The it's, games that use Punkbuster are always a pain. A few, like a few Fuck. years after they, you know, they go out of uh, out of favor. Like trying to play, trying to play ET and not getting a Punkbuster mm-hmm. error is is it just doesn't happen. Like you usually always have to Google for some sort of Punkbuster error and figure out what's wrong. Right. So the nice thing is with some of those older games, like Age of Empires two, for example, some of them have been re released as like an HD remaster. So Age of Empires two is on Steam now. Age of Mythology is on Steam. There are ways that you can play those games if you feel like repurchasing them, um, but that's not going to happen to every safe disk game. Every you know, some of those publishers might not even exist anymore, so they're not going to get an update. Um, so it's just interesting to see how some of those games will be literally unplayable at this point. Yeah, I think the whole the the whole game preservation thing is a really interesting topic, and this is kind of the one of the issues you have with you know with all of these DRM schemes from the '90s and you know 2000s. Um, I actually think like games going, you know, games going on Steam. Steam is still a form of DRM, but at least there's like a reasonable chance that Steam is around in the next two to three decades. Sure. Like we can push off the game preservation thing for a while because you know Steam is like pretty stable, Valve's pretty stable, um, and hopefully, hopefully, like that that is now an issue that people think about more so than when they were putting all this ridiculous DRM back in the day. Yeah, there's actually there have been a couple pretty decent like 
investigative pieces, I guess is the right term for it, where places like, I know Rock, Paper, Shotgun did one where they went to uh, good old games and actually talked to them about their process for finding games and like hunting down the licensing for them, who owns the license or where did it end up, and actually bringing them into like a modern operating system. Uh, so if it's something you're interested in, it's really easy to find, like, hey, tell me how good old games work or tell me how these games get remastered. Um, there's a lot of good information out there because it's something that I mean, within, you know, probably within our lifetime, there will be a point where we think, well, shit, this has Steam DRM. Will it still work on my new computer in the next 30 years? The answer is no. Probably not. No, Steam's dead. <laughs> yeah. PC gaming is dead already anyway, so I don't know yeah, why we it's do this fucking dead. podcast. I don't know how this, why we still talk about PC. There's already one machine to do everything. It's called an Xbox One. <laughs> <laughs> you can plug your TV into mm. it. Yeah. <laughs> the interesting thing, though, is at least like PC games, a lot of times do end up with like crazy hacks and workarounds to get the games to work even if you know even if the publisher is long gone whereas uh like consoles I think are going to be the harder part because like you don't have emulation on the most recent consoles right and uh you know so unless you basically just have to hope that they get uh you know ported and updated and put in a digital marketplace like Nintendo's done with a bunch of stuff uh but if they don't like what are you going to do aside from keep an old console around? <laughs> right. Well, one of the most interesting things about this safe disk uh, issue was a lot of people saying, well, the only play, the only way I can play these legally acquired games now is to hunt down in like some shady-ass corner of the internet a no-CD crack from various websites that bypass that DRM. Like That's the only way you could play yeah. them if they're not getting updated, and that's, that in and of itself is a problem. I mean... Yep, people shouldn't have to turn there. You know a game is readily available? Fucking The Taken King. That's you can get true. That anywhere right now. <laughs> that game will be around. It's got at least ten years. Ten year cycle, man. <laughs> like, I think they really think that is, is is fascinating to me because they're going to have to change the way that that game functions entirely over. Oh yeah, absolutely. Over ten years, like if you absolutely. like, World of Warcraft's been around for ten years. It's a completely different game. Oh yeah. I mean, it's on consoles, so you're going to have to at least step through another system. Right. No, I mean, I think they plan the Xbox One to be a 10-year console. Uh, 360 was? Nope. 360 was a 10-year console. I don't believe that. No, no. Uh, no, was it wasn't. I mean, well, yes, sort of. I mean, the Xbox One came out in 2013, and it ca- the 360 came out in 2005. That sounds like a problem for future Bungie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's definitely... I mean, regardless, it's going to be a huge issue. <laughs> I like how I turned the focus into Destiny. That's yeah, you keep like steering us now. back to just that. Just turn please. every every news topic into how is how can I talk about how Destiny? Does it happen, guys? I got an exotic chess piece. All right. All right. Well, uh, in other not Destiny related news, um, CS:GO tournaments are going to be airing on TBS in 2016. So, like regular cable is going to carry Counter Strike Global Offensive matches. If you are one of those people that thinks esports isn't a thing, you're you're wrong. And you're bad. Where's Mr. Jim Bob Gill to say that it's still not a sport, even though it's not? No, I mean, I don't even know if I'm excited about this news, to be honest, because I, I uh, we've done we've done esports on we TV have. before, we and it's not been to. that great. It's yeah. not been that great. We really don't need to. It's not we don't like need in terms of the production. Validated. Production is fine, but like yeah. it's never really been received as well as it is on the internet. Yeah. I mean, the generation of people that are consuming this content are on the internet, not on their television. Yeah, right. Exactly. That is why it is a bad idea. CSGO as well, it's a violent game. I don't know how TBS is going to sell advertising to major brands yeah. like Coke or yeah. anything like that. 
whenever the game is about shooting each other in the fucking face. Yeah. Like, none <laughs> of it... are gonna take off blood. There's gonna be no blood. Slash no blood in the command. None of it None of it makes any sense to me. Um, I think it's cool. I think it's, like, validation for esports. Yeah, but... it's a good... It's a nice notion. It's, like, at least there... It's, like... Like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna watch shit on the internet because my television is for Netflix and HBO. Well, I mean, I think it will turn on. I think it does have the opportunity for people that don't aren't like don't watch streams and stuff like that. They're gonna turn on TBS and be like, "What the what the hell is this?" And maybe turn some people on, maybe that are a little bit older. But if you that's, are that's already... the thing, who is going to TBS to that's, watch Counter Strike? Right, so exactly. Go to TBS for for Seinfeld reruns. That's it. Well, that's what I'm saying, and maybe you do that, and then you're like, oh, my God, what are these fucking nerds doing? I don't know. Who knows? Wow. But that's they're, like... they're really hitting the Seinfeld demographic that also <laughs> loves esports. Exactly. The people that – the Seinfeld super fans that don't know that they love esports. That's the people that they're going for. You know they're what? Gonna, it's worth whatever They're going to put it on right, right after Seinfeld and right before Big Bang Theory. Oh. Come on now. See, That's when I think part. TBS, TBS is still like you've got mail on a Sunday afternoon, and then like right into the Don't competitive you shit on you've got mail. I would for never me, do that. For me, it would make more sense for it to be like on USA or something because like USA FX. used to do WWE and shit. Like it, yeah. it's closer to WWE than it is to Seinfeld or Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's there's an age group that's watching WWE that could also relate to something like this, but TBS. If I had to guess their average demographic, it's probably like mid twenties to fifties or something instead of like fifteen to thirty five. Right. So I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think, think it's cool. It's I great. also don't. I the think thing is like, to... go go. I, I don't. I think it is like it, it. Some people will see this as validation, like you know, this traditional uh, TV media company is is going to do this cool thing in the esports space. But the question is like. Who actually wants this? I don't right. like. It's not a better experience for anyone. Like I can already watch when I when I want to watch a Counter Strike tournament. I can yeah. watch it on any device I own anywhere in the world. TBS. I have to have a cable subscription. I have to watch it on my TV in my U.S. based household. Like I, I don't I don't see what I don't see how this advances the space at all. Aside from like you know just the notion that it's that it's happening. This is validation in so much as. Uh, cable, you know, this has already happened. They already tried. The, the CGS happened, and this was before esports actually had exploded. And there was Halo on ESPN. There was Halo. This is done before, and it and it went terribly. And I'm not saying like it may not go terribly. They might just get okay numbers or not. I, mean, I think I think personally, I don't think it's gonna. I don't think people are gonna give a shit. I, I think, think uh, if there's any channel that this should be on, it should be on the History Channel because CS was a fucking dead game. game <laughs> <in the past. laughs> Um, well, the thing or is, maybe, or maybe just put it on PBS so these fucking bad kids can learn how to get digged. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! Um, yeah, I mean, I'm so validation in the sense that they just want a piece of the pie because there's a lot of money in it, right? So that, that's the sense I get. Is that's it's like really, it's a piece right. of the pie kind of thing. Like we we can't miss out on this thing the kids are talking about, so we have to do it. Right. Well, if right. you look like at any of the other networks that have covered it, so like. Um, ESPN, for example, was covering League of Legends. If you go to ESPN's website and look at, like, hey, here's the article about ESPN League of Legends coverage, the comments underneath it are just worse than YouTube comments. Like, what is this queer crap on my fucking ESPN? Where's my footballs? Like, that is the level of content that they're getting from their, their viewers. So I don't know what they're targeting there. Like, that, that seems terrible to me. 
I think you'll probably get less of that on a, on a network like TV, but who knows? I mean, maybe, but like ESPN, I at least they do sports. Like, okay, that's sure. all they do is sports. With sure. TBS, like their target audience is not esports, but it's Seinfeld reruns, it's fucking TBS movies on Sunday afternoon. It's not esports watchers. Sure, I, I, honestly, I, I don't know what's on like, TBS. I think this this to me. The way this looks is like you know they're gonna spend a bunch of money on the production. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna spend a bunch of like they're gonna spend a bunch of money on whatever this ends up being, and like the illegal restream of this will have more viewers than their cable <laughs> right. broadcast will. Like that because that's the audience they're trying to reach. The audience they're trying to reach is already on the internet, right. and like you know all the people in Sweden who want to watch the CS:GO matches, like they're gonna go online and try and find it, and it won't be there because they don't have TBS. Yeah. yeah, my favorite my favorite part of the article, though, uh, at least the one that you linked, is that the guy's disappointed that they didn't choose Dota, which he can, Dota Two, which he considers a much more accessible game than Counter Strike to show on. Uh, cable. Wait, what? does that actually what? say that? Is, read the does article. It actually say that? I it thought does. it was a joke. Okay. I, I wait, thought no, I I'm sorry. That's that's just. I mean, <laughs> you can argue. You could make like the argument that it's maybe a better esport, but that's also just no, he's, a, opinion. he's just talking about the top down view. He's just yeah, talking he says about top the down, but, but that's it, that doesn't make it more easier. accessible. He's no, he's, he's just like, talking about a MOBA. I mean, I can see. Yeah, where he's but no, but like from. when you watch Counter Strike, you see a guy shoot another guy, and you know that the guy shot the guy. When you watch Dota, you see a guy fucking shoot a whirlwind at a goddamn wand at a fucking panda. You don't know what the fuck is going on. Exactly. There's no way. There's like. You know, 1,600 gold, my wizard's going to have his staff soon. Like, Dota's hard to watch until yeah. I'm sorry. Like, if, so if, if you don't, you don't know have the game, a solid it's grasp, you're not going to be able to follow. Yeah, I just think he, this guy really likes Dota, probably. So yeah, that sounds probably. a little bit biased. But, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, for me, I don't, I, I don't really... The only thing I would be concerned about is would this hurt the momentum that games like uh, Counter-Strike Go and other things are... And other games like Dota and stuff are having in with esports, and I don't really think it's going to matter at all. I yeah. think it's probably just going to be a failed, another failed experiment with uh, esports on cable. And yeah, it's going to have one season, and then that, that'll yeah. be the end of it. And then it'll be whatever. And then it'll be back to Twitch. And yeah, the, like the way the way that I look at it, or at least just in my mind, the way that I assume these kinds of conversations go down is, you know, Turner Broadcasting, obviously a big company, lots of money, and. They're probably, you know, they have some amount of money set aside for kind of like, you know, new initiatives, sure. right? Thing like kind of risks, risks they want to take. And this is one of them. And it's like, if it fails, that's fine. You know, cause most of, you know, like most of these new initiatives or whatever they do, probably like they plan for them to fail, uh, but they can't afford to, they like, they can't afford not to do it and miss out on, you know, this huge esports thing that they hear about. Yeah. Yeah. It seems weird that in 2015 there's another push for esports on TV, just in general. Especially with like, so many connected just, devices. That's why at this I just point. think it's a total like you're, I, I agree with you, Brandon. I think it's a mix of like they like in in the very like I think like one percent chance in their mind that this like catches on and they suddenly <laughs> TBS becomes the premier destination for watching. I can't even say it with a straight face. Watching esports <laughs> on fucking like there's just no like people don't even have cable anymore. Like well, yeah, here's the thing: people that watch it like for the most part, we have Netflix. We we watch online. So unless there, unless this is like there's this huge like biblical like Jesus comes down and during the fucking twenty tournaments that are broadcast and people see the light who watch TBS for Seinfeld, you know I don't yeah, yeah. I, what is what is the outcome? I, I Netflix don't should do esports highlights. Netflix yeah should see do. that would make more sense to me like Netflix was going to pick sense. up tournaments or something that would make way more sense. 
or if Netflix ever decided to do some kind of live initiative, which I don't think they will. But right. yeah. Uh, make... Actually, I wouldn't put it out of the... Out of... Yeah, maybe right. sometime. That well, the thing is, if you're one of the people that was, is genuinely interested in watching one of these esports events, you may, even if you don't have a computer, like somehow you maybe don't have a computer, Twitch is on the Xbox One, and they just announced it's coming to Sony consoles. You probably have a console of some sort connected to your computer or to your TV. You can use that to watch them, and that's going to be a better experience. Like you're going to be watching it with other people who actually want to watch that, not the Seinfeld rerun people. And I'm assuming, is there any talk about them like streaming, like simul streaming this, like on their TV on their website or something like that, or is it only going to be on cable? I would <sighs> assume that they're just pushing to. I would assume yeah. they're just doing cable because most cable channels can't figure out that you can simulcast shit on your website, and people would watch it there too. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell them. Also, are also, act- these are going to be live competitions with an audience, too. True. Right. True. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I, I think maybe they. it's also possible they come at it from the other way, where they, they're not, uh, maybe not necessarily expecting to pull in the yeah. same audience that's already watching it online. They're the maybe audience. they're just trying to introduce it to their own audience, yeah. you know, because they do think it'll go mainstream, and then, like, if they yeah. end up being, if they end up being, like, the, the place where you know, your dad goes to watch esports because he doesn't he doesn't know how to use Twitch or you know or whatever. Sure, I, I'm just making like sweeping assumptions, but it's possible they <laughs> like it's possible they're they're hoping that it will catch on with their demographic, and then they're like they're the mainstream place to find this stuff. Who knows? Right. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna laugh when like TBS has like weird ass game settings for their Counter Strike shit, where it's like. Minute and 30 second bomb timers. Fucking. It's going to be like CGS, dude. <laughs> CGS back in the day on DirecTV, they did for Source, they did uh, MR9 or MR10. I forget what it was. I think it was MR10. Uh, max round. So, and then it was like uh, 10,000, I think, starting money for CS. And yeah. So it was like, it was the whole thing was like action, right? All gun rounds. Um, there was no, oh, no saving. Uh. It was like it was like Ugh. such a bastardized version of the game. It was nuts. But you, yeah, I don't know. I don't Weapons know spawn on the map. <laughs> oh yeah. god power weapons it's a get and they rockets, also guys get rockets the thing <laughs> the, the thing the cgs did was insane was they did like third person more than first person in counter-strike which was just mind-numbingly retarded yeah, like i think dlc is talking about it in the chat but yeah it was nuts there were so many poor decisions made with cgs so i don't know maybe they won't make those mistakes but it was terrible <clears throat> all right Scott, you want to you want to take us into to this this next wonderful topic? Oh. oh, that wasn't the let's get mad section. No, that wasn't. That should have been uh, let's get mad section. Been. Honestly, that was like a, that was like a warm up, <laughs> like a slightly perturbed. Yeah, section. that was the miffed section. This is the let's get mad section. Yeah. So I mean, this is I'm not. We're not really going to get so much mad. This is more going to be a discussion. But we, I'm more mad. I'll just tell you. So we're going to be talking about porn, guys. So everyone, let's put our like let's be mature. Okay, we don't have to make you know we can have a discussion about porn amongst ourselves without. Really, uh, you know, giggling too much, I think, at this point. I don't know. I might be able to. But no, it's it's porn and how it relates to the Oculus Rift. So um, there was an article recently. Um, also, is it funny that anytime I want to put something for the Let's Get Mad section, I just type in Polygon in my browser <laughs> to see what has been recently talked about, and I usually can find something. Um, but no, this was more uh, talking about the fact that um, they finally got in contact with um, Nate Mitchell, um, you know, works with Oculus and about pornography on the hardware itself. Uh, you know, it's right to his face because there hadn't been a straight answer. And his answer was that basically they won't allow it on the store, right? So it's not going to be like supported in their merchandise environment, but uh, they will not stop it outside of the platform. And the reason that I put it in the let's get mad section is because like, why can't companies just be honest about <laughs> not only, um, 
the fact that this is going to be any male who has this device is going to be using Why does it that to be for male? porn. Why okay, can't a female use this? Ma- yeah, sure. Male or female, anybody that has this device is going to be using it uh, for porn, sure. uh, as well as probably gaming and other stuff. And no. then, Hex, we were even talking about, we put in a few more articles talking about how um, porn has been like a huge factor in a lot of other kind of new um, devices. We were talking about what we were talking about with Betamax and then Yeah, VHS. so like if you look back through all the big like format wars or whatever, um, yeah. a Pretty much every format that came out victorious over like VHS and Betamax or like HD DVD and Blu-ray, though comp- like whichever format the porn industry adopted, exactly that's what was the was. one that won. And there was a, I wish I had been able to find this article. I, I couldn't. There was an article a while back that I read that said like the Oculus is basically already on VR because the porn industry has already picked it up. Like if you right. have a DK2, you could probably go find. I'm, I'm not even gonna say probably. You can definitely go find porn yeah. for the DK2 right yeah. now. Like so, if we lose a lot of viewers all of a sudden, I know where they all went. Like they're Oculus right. porn time. And so I guess the, the getting mad section. It's just kind of like it's the dirty, not necessarily the dirty secret, but I mean it's going to be a huge factor. And I think I think yeah. Actually, I mean a lot of these devices. If you're a conscious adult in the real world, you're aware <laughs> that the sex industry is like Dude. fucking massive. Yeah. It's like it's like a majority of the internet. It feels like at some points. Well, it's like, always yeah. pushing the boundaries of the internet. Like there exactly. there are myriad of uh, articles out there about like how sort of behind the scenes. A lot of like a lot of innovation happens like in the porn industry first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. I actually, just, I think I they talked like, about the that in that Polygon article. So what was kind of triggering was like this was this was the quote. He's like, "We're actively barring, prohibiting adult entertainment content from being in the store." Period. I mean, if you're on. Yeah, if you're see, on that's what actually makes store, me mad. I can understand that from their standpoint. Sure. It's their own. It's their own storefront. They don't want to look like trashy. Sure. Sure. But, but like, it's it's like he's like, and we have a zero tolerance policy. Sure. Like. Yeah, you don't want to look trashy and all that stuff. But is it? But that's the bigger question, though. Is it? Is it still? Is there still a at, like, stigma around how it? Big the industry is it trash? Like to just be like, listen, like people jerk off and they watch porn. I mean, and it's I don't. I don't. I'm not mad about this though, because like it's their company. They don't want to look like shit, so like don't associate with porn. That's like I mean, that's pretty understandable. Like they're basically following the, sure, the, the lead line. of other app stores and stuff right. that like do not allow adult content. Obviously, sure. Apple being the largest one. Where they, you know, in some cases, like, prohibit even, like, educational type content that might include pornography. Like, you know, that's, like, they get maybe overzealous. But I can understand why they wouldn't allow it on kind of their official store. But that's the thing is, like, I feel like the porn industry is always sort of pushed to the side. And they're pushed out of, like, the official (laughs) place. But then in the back... They're like you know they're the, they're the most popular apps like unofficially exactly yeah, yeah. well it's, see it's just, that's the thing with this that kind of is frustrating to me because they say oh we you know we're going to prohibit this exclusively from or prohibit it you know from our stores etc cetera, etc cetera. but then like they give you that little like wink wink nudge nudge like hey but by the way what's yeah, not inside our store you know the, we can't really control any of that so if it's out there it's out there like they that making that common like we won't restrict the device in any way is like we know it's out the there wink. guys absolutely that's what I mean. It's more that, like, it's just annoying that, I mean, and it will probably be that, like, for for a long time. But also, you linked uh, a really interesting uh, documentary uh, that Vice did that kind of talks about this hex. I think it's, we can actually put that in chat. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll put it in chat now. If you guys are at work right now at this time of night, don't don't open it up. But it's really interesting about, um, you know, the, the digital sex industry and, like, stuff like, um, the you know, the Oculus and VR. And then um, there's even a company in St- or, uh, Amsterdam that is developing... And this is just interesting. They're developing like a um, 
device that anyway i'll just let you watch the thing I, i'm getting embarrassed even talking about are you it. talking about the thing where like it's you you put your your dangle in a dongle and then another person puts another dingle in yes. their dangle Yes. Yeah, and it's and all, they, and it's yeah like that's, no, that's existed for a long time. Oh, has a it? Long okay. time. Yeah, and I mean, so, I wouldn't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, the way. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that no, was, but it, no, it's it's a, it's technology made for people. Well, it's sort of marketed for people in long distance relationships, yeah. so you can have sexual uh, encounters with. Your See, partner. I actually like exactly. the point that Dalesy is making right now, and I that's a sentence I never thought I would actually oh, fucking say. Go. Jesus Christ. Uh, it also denies porn consumers the safety of first-party verification, which I actually agree with. Like, it's not vetted by anyone, so who knows what the fuck you're installing on your computer or, like, going to plug into your Oculus or your Vive or whatever. Sure. Without that... But still, you can't yeah, I mean, really I know, blame but Oculus for I'm, it. Uh, no, I wouldn't blame... Like, obviously, as a company, they want to have, like, a pristine storefront. It's just the way that they're going about yeah, saying, like, right but now, it's still available. Even out. Like, they should... They, they need to look as nice as possible. Yeah. Uh, my only thing is there's there's no fucking way that this is gonna be like like I can't see how this could be good like putting Oculus on and like having sex with a virtual person no like it would just there's no way at least where technology is right now like ugh yeah ugh. It, it's like, a little have, unsettling like, have you seen the way that hands move around in the in the thing like <laughs> that's that's not gonna be all right <laughs> like and then people are gonna have like weird boob physics like in Dead or Alive and it's gonna be like and that's what I'm looking forward know. to actually. I think I, I, but yeah, I mean, I think it's still early, but I, I would not be surprised though. I mean, as people have the technology and work on it more, like I think it's gonna get pretty. We're gonna get to the point where we're like we're in a dystopian future, man. It's happening. Also, if you spent a few hundred dollars on this device, like yeah, yeah you're gonna try and find as many uses for it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Like someone's eventually gonna come out with like if you have all the dongles and all the toys connected, you're gonna be able to just truly live the dream of never leaving your house for anything. Have, You'll be able to order your groceries online. You're going to be able to fuck your, uh, your Oculus and whatever else. And, uh, you'll be set. I have a new idea. I'm going to, I'm going to merge. It's going to be a hybrid of virtual reality and actual reality. And all I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to glue two dildos to the front of the Oculus Rift. I'm going to invite, invite two of my buddies over <laughs> and they're going to plant themselves on it. And I'm just going to watch some sick ass porn while they're just getting, you know, doing some, uh, some sick moves in front of on the front of my goggles. Yeah. Wow. You should yeah. I don't know if that will that if that will be officially supported in the Oculus. I store. want to know what kind of buddies I have apparently that <laughs> Yeah, like what kind of friends <laughs> do you have that are like willing to just come over and like strip naked and sit on your face with yeah, two dildos strapped to your Oculus next to each other but they're putting themselves <laughs> on top of my face. <laughs> God damn it. Um but yeah, anyway, so maybe not necessarily mad but I guess just yeah, like you said, Hex, the fact that it's just like a constant a constant wink. But maybe that's how it's going to be for – I guess the, uh, the other question I want to ask is are we going to get to a point where it's not going to be – because in other countries where they're more open uh, and honest about sexual things, whether it's porn or whatever else and you know laws are different on television and stuff like that in Europe, do you think we're going to get to a point like that in the United States or are we still a far way away from that? Where it's just I, like considered like everyone knows that everyone jerks off and will watch porn or whatever. I mean, I, I no no lie, have being someone who works in an office every day, I'm perfectly fine with the everyone knows everyone jerks off and no one talks about it because I know some of the people I work with and I don't want to hear about you and your <laughs> VR porn and what you jerked off to this sure, weekend. Sure, absolutely. I'm not saying we're gonna be like talking about it like at the water cooler, but um, I don't know. Just like will our attitudes? I think attitudes have shifted a lot. I mean, they definitely have. I want to talk about virtual reality porn at the water cooler. <laughs> Hey, bro, Dude. DP'd fucking Naruto and Sasuke last night. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Okay, yes, if you did that, I would want to hear about it. Which I'm sure you'll be able to do in the future. <laughs> if, if, if there isn't Naruto virtual porn, as soon as this thing launches, I'm going to be fucking pissed. I want it, with, I want it in the box. <laughs> it, it ships with the Xbox One controller and Naruto porn. That's what you want. Yeah, man. All right. God damn it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. Um, so anyway, yeah, that's in the f- we can move on to the quick hits real quick. Yeah, just there are a couple quick hits this week. Um, this week, Towerfall, which is a uh, couch stream favorite for, for us here at KVMod, got a level editor. So uh, go make us some levels to kill each other on and get salty <laughs> about. That's uh, that's going to be, I think, really good for Towerfall. It's already a super fun game, but that seems like a game that is screaming for a level editor, so I'm glad it got one. Um, and then Wolfenstein, The New Order 2 has been teased. Um one of the voice actors, Anya Olwa, who played... Is it really going to be called The New Order 2? I would hope they would just give it a different... I hope they type. give it a different name. Basically, that sounds terrible. <laughs> one of the voice actors from the original game said that uh, she's working on a video game, first part of which I've already made. Now we are making a second one, which will take two more years. I played this game as a child. I was very happy when I got to the point I could shoot Hitler. So pretty obvious reference to Wolfenstein. Uh, and she's off the project. And yeah, now she, uh, we, they have to replace her. <laughs> They're like, so. what the fuck are you doing? We have a non-disclosure. They game. actually uh, have not heard from her since this article. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Wait, did any of, did you guys talk about the guy that slipped up on the last of us two from uh, naughty dog on the stream? Yeah. He wh- totally, he, oh, I think he said like, he, he said the words like the first last of us when he was referring to it and he oh, tried to play no. it off. And he's like, he's like, Oh, I meant uh, blah, blah, blah. And he just kept saying it over and over again. It's like, <laughs> we know, dude, yeah. we know what you mean. God. I mean, shocker game it. that does very well critically gets sequel. I mean, yeah, everybody knew it was coming, but it was was more of like, like they're working on it. Like we have confirmation that it's happening now. That's the only piece of this. It's like, well, yeah, we knew it was going to happen because Wolfenstein did really well. Last of Us did really well. But the confirmation is just that they're actually already working on it rather than, you know, like having it as a future project that why wouldn't they do it? Right. So, yeah, that's that's in development. How much do you think his stomach just fucking dropped when he when he realized he said that though too it could be the guy that oh that would be terrible yeah I see that oh well uh so yeah that, that's it for quick hits uh we're gonna take another 60 second break and then we'll be back with viewer questions yeah br- voice actors break nda all the time and don't get fired well yeah i mean if they're really <laughs> essential especially if they were in the first game it's probably yeah definitely probably like well yeah we can't really yeah. fire her because uh, we really need her. <laughs> it's some other person with the same voice. Yeah, find somebody. Yeah, the identical voice who can do this exactly the same. I guess this this lady's name is Alicia, and she played Anya in Wolfenstein. I only played a little bit of Wolfenstein, so I don't remember who that is. Anya. Anya. Polish, like a Polish media outlet, so mm-hmm. presumably she knew what she could and couldn't say. Right. Yeah. Anya. Dom, Dom's <laughs> wife. I had there's a saw in the front of my gun. I'm roadie running. Anya, that's me. That's I just that spoilers. That was the entire Gears of War franchise. Oh, okay. Dom, just replace everyone with Steve Bloom. Okay, yeah. Uh, and uh, Nolan North are now the only two voice actors. Dom's wife. Ah, the locust. <laughs> the nice thing, I, I actually, like, hopefully it does take two full years. I would like to see them spend time on it. Because, like, they put out that New Order expansion pretty fast after the New Order right. released. 
Um, so like I I would not want to see I would not want to see like that kind of Wolfenstein game turn into something that they try and churn out at, you know every year. Yeah, yeah, that's one that needs. I don't know. I think the reason that that game did so well is because it was just like one they took their time with. And it, it was a genuinely good game. So don't. It, it doesn't need to be a yearly franchise type game. Yeah, I think I would love to see them like keep keep the reputation they have now with that first the first game being a really strong title. You know, pretty graphically good story. Uh, like, there's no reason to rush that and try and really cash in. Like, I think I think they need to build up that reputation. Uh, you know, kind of, kind of like Telltale did there for a little bit. Like, become, become known for this type of game, and also give us a multiplayer. You fucks. Yeah, that would be nice. I was gonna. So I was just about I to say. Know. I thought Brandon was gonna say multiplayer because he was well, real salty. And, no, and no, also, honestly. and also, just basically recreate uh, enemy territory exactly. <laughs> like a multiplayer seems like an obvious choice, but like the first one was pretty good without it. I feel like if just put your focus on the single player again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would like, not. Don't, be don't ruin a good say, thing. I, I would actually be surprised if they included a multiplayer component with the next game, just because they they didn't do it with the first one and it was fine. Yeah, like I I wouldn't I wouldn't risk tainting that like that reputation and image. They are now known for like creating a good story, a you know, solid, creating a solid yeah. single player, um, and like I don't. Do they even have a pedigree in online games? Uh, like I don't has Machine Games put out an online game? What else have they put out besides Wolfenstein? That was the first I ever heard of them. Not sure. Let's look, hmm. Machine Games, just Wolfenstein. Those are their only games. Yeah. So just make another good single player Wolfenstein game, and I'm happy. Or I mean, this could be your time to prove that you can make a multiplayer game. But <laughs> no, also, yeah, I think I think you should just stick with stick to the good thing that you have going. Their, pre- their previous stuff, they worked on Chronicles of Riddick and The Darkness. Oh, okay. okay. In single player, so... Yeah. Yeah. So they haven't really made... Like, they don't really have... Yeah, it might, might not even games. be a good choice I, to put that in their hands. Like, if if uh, if Id wanted to do... If uh, if they wanted to do another, like, proper Wolfenstein Online game, they just need to bring in the splash damage guys and do it again. Mm. <laughs> really? Splash damage? Listen, yes. just because they put out, uh, wait, didn't they do? They were brink. Brink. That's what it was. Okay, yeah. I yeah, was like, all oh, this dirty bomb isn't bad. So I know. They, I know. they also brink. gave us dirty bomb. Hey, dirty bomb's not bad. Yeah, dirty, bomb's dirty bomb has a lot of good elements from enemy territory, but I would, I would love if they could actually use the Quake engine and the Wolfenstein IP and make another multiplayer game. That, Brandon, I mean, why can't you just love Dirty Bomb like it's ET and just accept that it won't be exactly like ET? Just, just I mean, it's it. not bad, but it's not it's ET. Good. Yeah, I know. But all right, we're back. We've been back for a couple minutes. But I just want to be—I just want to be in the room when the announcement happens that they're that they're going to re remake ET, but make it very similar to to the original. And I want to see how big Brandon's boner is and if it hits him in the face or not. <laughs> that I love that alliteration. Big Brandon's, big Brandon's boner. <laughs> big Brandon's boner. boner. Yeah. <clears throat> Come on down to Big Brandon's boner. Get yourself some boneless wings. <laughs> boneless wings? What? Okay. I mean, it's the bone, it's the bone thing. Yeah. So a title like that, wouldn't, wouldn't they be boned wings? Like, wouldn't, wouldn't they, they be, be bone in? wings? They'd definitely be bone wings. <laughs> All right. Hey, if you come, you come to Big Brandon's Boner, you're going to get boned. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
All right, let's let's start yeah, with viewer questions. Uh, <laughs> at Samuel L. Kane on Twitter asks, "You are caught in an elaborate ruse, which forces you to choose the one outfit you live in for the rest of your life. What is it? Birthday suit. No, I'm sorry. What it is? Nice. A nice. Oh, it does say nice what suit jacket with a button-down jeans and some nice shoes. So, so what I you wear to Twitch so parties? Looks fantastic. For the rest. So of you look life. like every game developer. <laughs> yeah, except better because my my suits are tailored correctly." <laughs> yeah, but what about when you go on vacation? You're going to be comfortable. I can get naked, which is what I do on vacation. I go on vacation <laughs> to have intercourse. I spend it naked. <laughs> Just for every opportunity for intercourse. Are you saying you don't have intercourse when you're not on vacation? Not really. I'm married. That's why I'm going to Portland Uh-oh. two weeks from for, for our anniversary. What a romantic hotspot. What constitutes a vacation? Are you just like driving to cities that aren't your own? You're like, we're on vacation, honey. Intercourse time. Yes, pretty much. That's exactly how I how I envision it going on. Um, um, or sweatpants. Flip-flops, flip swim trunks, uh, t-shirt that's nondescript, yeah. and a flannel. So beach dad? The one with yeah. the one with the, the shirt with the nun on it that's like fucking super faded and clearly <laughs> exactly <laughs> yep exactly for life yeah it would just be shorts and a t-shirt for me that's what I wear to work mm-hmm. every day so um yeah shorts and a t-shirt is like the obvious answer because that's like sort, sort sort of the most versatile yeah it's gonna suck when you have to go to a funeral or a wedding but other than that like Yo, how often does that fucking happen? Yo, my shorts for my grandma's funeral, sick, bro. <laughs> Thanks, Bubby. Let's bury this shit. Got a wine cooler in hand. Let's send her off. <laughs> little Smirnoff ice for Bubby. Bubby? <laughs> I think I'm, I'd probably just go, like, jeans. I think I'd go jeans because those are probably the most versatile. Like, I wouldn't want to be in shorts if I have to go to a, a cold environment. Uh, yeah, that's, any yeah, that's fair. So I, yeah. yeah, I guess just jeans... Jeans that like I want to say t-shirt, but there's a lot of times where a t-shirt's not gonna, not gonna cut it. So you gonna go polo shirt? Like you gonna go button button up or what? I think brand yeah, shirt. maybe maybe polo, maybe like a short sleeve polo shirt. The ultimate white dude probably, shirt. Well, that's that's like the most versatile, right? If you wore that to if you wore jeans and a polo to a funeral, like people might look at you kind of you funny, get but shit they would yeah. yeah, like you would they wouldn't escort you out. They would just be like, "Oh, he's a little underdressed." But okay. I think if, I think if you commit to the outfit that Hex, Nick, and I are wearing, you just never go to a funeral again. I yeah, think that's pretty much. You send a tasteful card and some flowers, and you just live with that choice in your life. Yeah, you just. Yeah, I, that's true. Oh, I want to <laughs> so change. My, I want to change my answer to the like the sweatpants that have the buttons down the side. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> The starter, the breakaways, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I want that, but I also want shirts that have matching buttons down those sides too, <laughs> so I can rip off everything. No, I, now that I thought about this, I'm, I'm sticking with shorts and a t-shirt because it gives you an excuse to never go to a funeral again, which I mean. are like, always the most awkward things. You, the fact that you're in shorts is an excuse to not show up to somebody's funeral. No, nope, send a card. Sorry, I have shorts <laughs> like, on. I can't leave. Sorry, you're can't not- pay my respects to you, dead person. I'm wearing shorts. <laughs> When was the no last time you were at a funeral? Sorry, it was, sorry, they're my the wife worst. That just died. <laughs> I love like explaining that, like why you can't go to your own like mother's funeral to your family. That like, listen, sorry, this I'm wearing shorts. happened, and I can only wear this outfit, and I don't want to disrespect her. No, so. actually, this is better. This is great for two reasons. One, for if it's like an acquaintance that you didn't really want to go to the funeral anyway, you've got an excuse, like oh, I can't, whatever, fine, I'll just send a card or something. And two, if it's someone really important to you, like a family member or your your yeah, spouse. Yeah. 
You can just play the I'm so distraught card, I can't dress myself. Like, I'm sobbing openly, just a fucking mess of a human being. Fuck a suit. You're lucky I'm wearing pants at this point. Like, that's that's what you can use. So we're faking faking emotions. (laughs) I'm in shorts and a t-shirt with, like, a brown paper bag of liquor next to the casket. I can't do anything. (laughs) Yes, you become a wino as well. No one questions it. They're just like, wow, he's really tore up. Yeah. I guess that could work. Wow. Anybody who would yeah, question you, got, you at a funeral really of, like, your wife, cruise. like, you gotta really just, you own it. You gotta own it at that point. I don't, oh. listen, I don't. I think, like, if your wife passes away, it's not gonna matter what you wear. I think we're talking about, like, you know, an aunt, True. you know, like a cousin, you know, something that, like, you you feel bad. But sure. You're saying if you, you would were... wear shorts to your aunt's funeral, Brandon? Well, no, I'm saying that's, that's, when you that's send a, card. a hard decision. Like, if you show, if no one is going to question what you wear to your wife's funeral. Well, I mean, if you show up, in, I think in some people trip, would. I think some people sure. would. I think that might be a little disrespectful. Yeah, but <laughs> you wouldn't say anything, right? Yeah, it's your it's wife. True. You get to wear what you want. Okay, yeah. that's a good point. But like, no one's going to believe you if you show up to like you know a great aunt's funeral and you say, "I'm so distraught." I can't trust <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like so like, detached. <laughs> Like you traveled back to like across the country to your family, and you're like, I couldn't pack the right clothes. I was out as <laughs> like, what I there's, I do? A, there's a limit to where that works, and people there's a men's warehouse everywhere, Nick. God damn. I it. mean, you'll you'll be satisfied, or whatever the fuck this look. <laughs> you're is. gonna love the way you look. You're gonna love the way you, you'll be satisfied. You'll be satisfied. Men's with... warehouse. You'll probably think it's all right. <laughs> I think the. I actually know that we've discussed this more. I think an important piece of this question that's not addressed is what the ruse is and whether or not it's something that like our family knows or if it's something like no one would understand if we explained it. It's like if it's something that I'm trying to think like if you're if your family would would already know about it and would understand it, then I think, you know, shorts and T-shirt or whatever could work fine because they'd be like, you know. The guy has no choice. It sucks, but this is what he's got to come in. Yeah. And and if they but they if they don't know and like you're embarrassed about the ruse or it's something that like no one would get except you and you have to make excuses all the time for why you're in this outfit. Right. That's like my answers are different in those two scenarios. Yeah, what if it's a situation where you literally can't explain the ruse? Like you have to come up with any other reason that you're wearing these clothes, but not oh, it's a clever ruse that I've been trapped Selling in. Into my skin. <laughs> All right. Wow, this question took us a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, the answer. Good you job, Samuel. Yeah, we always because I'm in too deep and I'm trying to keep my emotions in check because my grand aunt fucking died. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, at Ivorons on Twitter has asked October is coming up, and I was wondering if you guys had any good horror movie recommendations or just ones you really love. Snoop Dogg's House of Horror. (laughs) Solid recommendation right off the bat. It is without question the worst movie ever made. Devin go to high school? It's it's Hood of Horror, not House of Horror. But it's the worst movie ever made. Okay. Uh, Serious recommendations that come off the top. I really liked, I don't know when The Conjuring came out. That was a couple years ago. I was about to say The Conjuring. That was 2013? No, maybe, um, I think 2014. Yeah, Conjuring. Really good. Uh, I, 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 I forgot classics. about something. To chime X-Men. in, mm. Snoop Dogg's Hood of Horror stars Diamond Dallas Page. That's all I need to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Bad. 
Um, from I would say uh, Insidious is probably one of my favorite horror suspense. The original Insidious, yeah, I like that one a lot. Exorcism, uh, like any classics. I mean, Halloween. Yeah, sure. Halloween's a good one. Exorcist, uh, The Descent uh, is really good. I've never seen that one. Evil Dead Two, obviously. Mm-hmm. I think the new Evil Dead's really good too. I haven't Passion seen that. Of the Christ. Passion <laughs> of the Christ, solid recommendation. When they nail that so guy to the cross, that's pretty brutal. Yeah, it's definitely horrible. Um, I'm trying to think what else. <clears throat> um, I figured you'd have a bunch of recommendations for this one, Scott. Like, yeah, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to think of like I haven't. I'm trying to think recently if I've seen any like. Good. I'm seeing um, the ring from chat still holds up the, apparently. Yes, the ring is. Really it sort of all just comes down to if you're a bitch about horror movies or you're not a bitch about horror <laughs> movies. Yeah, I used to be a bitch, and then Sark beat it. It up, follows. So. It follows a good movie. It follows was good. Yeah, uh, Babadook also. Yeah. yeah. Um. Pretty so, much. I mean, uh, oh, if the you're thing, in, if the you're thing in is the a mood great for, for horror movies during Halloween, like anything will be good. Like even the shitty ones. Yeah, anything works. Back to the Future 3, yeah, it's the Gingerbread Man, Leprechaun, Leprechaun Back in the Hood. Oh, Leprechaun Back in the Hood, that's a solid one. He hotboxes a fridge. Like, what's not to love about that movie? I think in one of the Gingerbread movies, I think it might be a sequel, but but the Gingerbread Man kills a person by shoving a hair curler up their butt. Wow. (laughs) And turning it on. (laughs) She wasn't just trying to, like, perm his pubes and something wrong? Oh, no, 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 that was just, that was a VR porn. Sorry. (laughs) Troll uh, 2 isn't a horror movie. Come on, guys. Yeah. All right. Well. All right. Uh, at Coach I Am asks, if you had to spend the rest of your life with a Danny DeVito, which Danny DeVito would you choose? How the fuck do you expect me to not say the penguin? I mean, that's fair. Mm, yeah. See, I would say... They have an army of penguins with rockets on their backs. Uh, yeah. And that's, that's a good enough reason for me. Uh, and also, I could look at Michelle Pfeiffer in that suit. <laughs> I would uh, I would take it's always sunny in Philadelphia, Danny DeVito. I was gonna yeah, I figured. You were I feel like that's the the obvious answer for which Danny DeVito I honestly you want to chill think, with. Um, oh. Every time I see like Danny DeVito interviewed, I I I just get the feeling that he is just like he's not really playing that much of a character. He he tweets pictures of his foot, and that's it. Yeah. without <laughs> context. It's just his foot, like a, like a, a sock. I just get the feeling that he re- like I'm sure he's like playing it up a little bit, but he just seems like truly like a little bit off. Yeah, way. he's he seems it's like interesting. See, I like uh, I like chat Danny DeVito from Matilda, Hustler, <laughs> mm. Hustler car salesman. It's a good choice. What about you, Brandon? What would your Danny DeVito of choice be? I don't know. I'm looking at his filmography. Look at his filmography. He's done a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, Twins is an obvious answer right off the bat. Let's see. To hang with Arnold. He has been in how many movies? Let's see. 123 credits in film. Wow. As an actor. Um, no, I think this is probably total. Some see. of them are voice only. Like voice. He was a voice in Space Jam. I forgot that. Who was That's he? In, right. Oh, who was he? The Space manager Jam. of the Monsters in Space Jam. Why yes. do I remember that? Jesus I Christ! I think you're right. I I, I know I'm right now. Like that's oh my poor brain. Um. Uh, Swackhammer. Is it? Hmm. Yeah, that might be. It is. Danny DeVito in Taxi, sure. Danny DeVito as a taxi. <laughs> Where you just ride around inside him? <laughs> yeah. Just op- There's a door that unhinges from the side of Danny DeVito and you hop in. 
Yeah, some good ones. All right. Uh, finally, we have Fremicantu on Twitch. In an alternate reality where developers are only concerned with the core mechanics of games and pay no attention to the monetization options provided by visual customizations, skins, would games like League of Legends and CSGO be better off, or would they simply not exist at the scale they do now due to lack of interest? They would not exist at the scale that they do now due to lack of interest. I agree. That's my, that's my there, fucking final there are answer. There a plethora of people that play Counter-Strike solely to play the item game. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, totally. It so would it, not be on the. Well, it it's, all, it's the just like you'll get you if there weren't that many things like in League or Dota or Counter Strike. It would you would probably get bored at yeah. some point. It's it sort of it does help the longevity of the game from person to person. It's like oh, I can you know earn a skin or get a skin from a drop or get in or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I mean, how many I mean, people it, are it, playing ghost open cases? Yeah, it enables it. I think Counter Strike could only ever got so big before it had that stuff because. Like you said, like you you just hit a wall at some point, right? And the sure. stuff adds like excitement to the game, and and in for people that just come in, like you said, and don't even really play the game for the actual gameplay. Uh, there's a lot of those that come in, but even the people that, and then people that will just come in and be like, "Hey, man, the skin stuff looks cool." Then they'll start playing the game too, and then it spreads it that way. So, but yeah, it would. There's no way, especially with like how explosive the growth of CS:GO has been. Oh like, yeah, you can directly attribute that to the cases and skins. And so you can't say explosive on Twitch. Oh yeah, sorry. <clears throat> Rip, rip the stream. Yeah, they're going to shut <laughs> us down now, Scott. Thanks a lot. I also think that, like, you see this in just about every aspect of human nature, where exactly. you have something that is, like, when you make things that are rare, people want those things, and, like, that just, that does generate more interest. You know, there's yeah. a reason that, like, certain people own a certain car, you know, because, like, it costs more money, and right. it's more rare, yep. and, you know... Like, you have the same kinds of things in League and CSGO. Like, you know, a really cool, expensive skin. Like, you want to be you want to be known that you have that skin. And that generates interest from people. So, yeah, I think I think it definitely... It, it would, it's not like they wouldn't exist. But they... <laughs> I think they definitely have more scale because people are interested in having a, a bigger, better, you know, more rare collection than their friends. Brandon, I think you literally just blew the lid off the argument. People would be like, man, I fucking hate, like... Why do these? Why do they focus so much on these like rare, like these items and all this kind of stuff? And you're like, it's true if you really think about life. Yeah, like, do you own? Do you have any collections of anything that are rare that you enjoy that other people don't have? Or it is true, like quarters. I have a quarter collection. Yeah, quarter collection. <laughs> and all fifty states. Whatever else. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah I mean, I don't watch a ton of CS:GO, but honestly, the streams, at least of my friends that I've watched, that get the most viewers are not CS:GO. They're case openings. Like, oh, is he going to get a knife? Is he going to get a knife today? Like, is he going to get a crazy knife today? That's what people are really interested in watching, at least from what I've seen of CS:GO. Now, now with competitions, obviously, people are super hyped for teams or players or whatever. But the streams that I see that get the most viewers are usually case openings. Yeah, it depends. It's come down to now that it's not as novel as it used to be. Right. That where it's like people like. Um, but but yeah, I think it's yeah. I don't think it hurts. I don't think it hurts the game by any means, though. No. Like I think, yeah. But I yeah. I, I guess it's not like it's not negative to say that the game couldn't be as big. It almost is kind of phrased negatively, like the way he asked the question, though. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, I can see not that. Just the pure gameplay that gets the game to this point, but I don't think it's a negative. It's a negative thing. Like I think like, both of those games would still exist, but those customization things definitely are what draw people into it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and if we want to, if we want to really take this question literally. The yeah. the question being proposed is in an alternate reality where no one in the world cares about money. <laughs> yeah, could, could yeah, these games a, exist? It'd be a it's sick like, well, world to live in. 
It's like, yes, these games would exist, but like, you know, everyone would drive super nice cars too, because there's like this alternate reality suggests that, you know, they they're cost only a concerned with like making a product. Right. They're not yeah. concerned with Let's the Let's just make things that are great for everybody because everybody deserves great things. Yeah. Like this alternate reality. I think I think we need to ask other questions first about how this <laughs> alternate reality functions. How do we get there? Yeah, let's. Just, can we please get there somehow? It's like the 1960s, man. Peace and love, dude. That's all you need. Right. Stick a flower into the barrel of a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Burn your bras. We're fine. All right, Brandon, you want to give us the iTunes podcast review of the week? Sure. <laughs> uh, so we do this podcast uh, live every week, but we also put it on uh, on iTunes. It is an it is an audio podcast uh, first and foremost, even before we did it live. Uh, so, you know, iTunes is the preeminent podcasting uh, collection service, I suppose. And we want you to rate us if you're listening to this because, uh, you know, that helps other people find the cast, helps other people discover this content. And uh, it looks like as of right now, we have exactly 300 ratings on the podcast. Um, you know, so you could be one of one of those esteemed people that has rated so far. So there are only uh, a couple rules. Each week we pick uh, one uh, review to go through and you know and say on the cast so you might be famous if you make a review the only rule literally the only rule is that it needs to be five stars uh, the content doesn't matter uh, it matters to us we want to read cool stuff we want to read either funny things or you know something interesting but as long as it's five stars it's eligible to be read on the cast uh, so this week uh, let's see I, I think I want I want Scott to read this week's because I think uh, th- this is Kind of an analogy for Scott's life, frankly. Yeah, oh, is I can it? see that. Okay. okay. Wow. Okay. All right. This uh, this review is titled "Greetings" and it is by mm, it is by Rip Van Wrinkleshaft. Is <laughs> I don't is that I really don't get that name. Is it supposed to be or is it just random name? Like I think are supposed to sound funny. I think it's just because Rink. I think he has settled on it because Rip Van Winkle. Oh, sounds Rip like Van wrinkle. Winkle. Okay. Yeah. I, I, that went over my head. I'm dumb. Sorry. <laughs> God damn it. All right. Rip Van Wrinkle Shaft. Um, and he says, This podcast reminds me of the time I went out drinking, and on the way back to the train station, my hefty friend took his shirt off and ran into the bushes and got small cuts all up and down his back. And, Was uh, your hefty friend on PCP? Yeah. <laughs> Who just runs into a bush? <laughs> This is quite a story. I would like to know. Yeah, I want more details on this. I'm curious. I want to know more about why the podcast reminds him of that time. Exactly. I don't know what. Is it just slightly painful for his friend every time he listens to it? Like, yeah, I don't know if that's like a positive thing. It sounds like a fun story, (laughs) but yeah, very. It's getting harder and harder to read, Brandon. Exactly. If these are positive reviews or just very yeah. neutral at this point, <laughs> I feel like I don't this, know this review could be very positive or very negative. You kind of can't tell. You you make the details that uh, that kind of decide whether you think this is a good or bad thing. Yeah, I like this one though because I on I have absolutely zero clue if it's good or bad. So that, yeah. those are okay too. If it's not obviously bad and it can be interpreted in a positive it's, way, I it's think it's neither we're okay good or bad. It. All it is is it's it just means that the podcast is memorable. Just like this guy True. remembers this okay. moment Ooh. of his life. I like That's that. I think, but that might be oh, what it is. Memorable. That makes sense. This I stuck see. with this guy for a long time, clearly. Is he sharing it? Okay, that, that's a that's a pretty good explanation, actually. It's just a memorable event in his life, and he's saying the podcast is is as memorable as that. 
Which actually, yeah, if you think about that, it probably doesn't it's happen remarkable. all that often. A lot of the podcasts, I feel like I come out with like cuts, cuts. up and down my back. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it. And I usually end yeah. up shirtless. And some, uh, actually, there have been a couple podcasts where I've ended up in a bush. Both a plant well, and not a plant. All right. Wow. All right. There you go. All right, guys, that's going to do it for episode 207. Uh, if you don't already, make sure you follow us on Twitter at KBModGaming and check us out at KBMod.com. You can follow me at Hexadecimal. You can follow Scott at APL Fisher. You can follow Nick at Enfen. You can f- follow Brandon at Volition. And you can follow John at KBModJohn. We will be back next Sunday with episode 208. Thank you all for coming out. We'll see you then. <coughs>